You guys know that I've joined the Motivated CEO podcast to the podcast Her Network. It's really been a game changer for the fast track to growing this podcast. And I am so excited to tell you that they are opening their doors right now for you to come and join too. If you want to learn more, join the founder, Joanne Bolt, and myself at the upcoming live masterclass, Three-Step Visibility Engine, by registering at podcasther.com forward slash masterclass. Starting and running a business is hard, but you don't have to do it alone. Whether you're an established business owner or thinking about starting a side hustle to earn extra income, I am here to teach you how to show up as your unfiltered self, level up your business, and thrive as a mompreneur. Let's embrace the chaos and start enjoying the journey together. I'm Amy Tra, and you're listening to the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur Podcast. Today, we're doing something really cool. Today's episode was actually recorded at a podcasting retreat down in Atlanta with my dear friend, Joanne Bolt, and I had the opportunity to do a live recording with Ali Kazaka sitting right next to me. And this was a completely new experience. I didn't have my notebook. I always like to jot down notes. So listen in. I loved doing this episode. And be sure to let me know what you think. DM me over on Instagram at Amy Tra and tell me if you liked this and if you want to see more live episodes done. I would love your input. So if you're ready, let's go. We're diving in live. Hey, Allie, how are you today? I'm so good. So nice to be here in person with you. Oh my you. gosh, this is so cool. So for those of you listening, we are doing a live podcast recording. We are down in Atlanta on a weekend retreat, and it has been so much fun. So Allie, for those of my listeners that aren't familiar with you, tell us all about yourself, who you are, what you do, and who you serve. Yes, amazing. Um, I'm Ali. I'm a mom of four. I run um, a company. My brand is a personal brand, so it's just Ali Kazaza. Um, I have written several books. Um, one of them is Declutter Like a Mother. That's the one that I think people know the most. Um, I host the Purpose Show podcast, and my whole mission is women, um, mostly mothers. I mean, we have, I mean, just women in general. If you identify as a woman and the typical, like, societal pressures and expectations and issues that most women face, like, I am your girl. So we have, my gosh, like, I started eight years ago being in the decluttering niche, like, just really focusing on um, how your physical environment affects your mental health and my story, my journey with that. And then it just transformed into like this, I became a life coach. I started studying, um, emotional freedom technique and hypnotherapy and, um, things like breath work and got all these certifications, got really into feng shui, some more of the energetics of physical space and, um, branching out into like your schedule, your life, your routines, and then eventually your business. What does it look like to simplify that and just not make it so complicated um, and so really it's turned into like the Ali Kasaza method. It's just, it's life coaching. It's every pillar of a woman's life and there's different like programs and things for each, for each of those. And, yeah. and now we have the membership, which is like all encompassing. So that's amazing. And I love how you stated, like, this hasn't been overnight. This has been an evolution over years. And I think that's something as entrepreneurs that we forget. Mm-hmm. We look at Instagram and go, oh my gosh, Ali must have just woken up one day like having hundreds of thousands of followers and the level of success that she does. 
So can we pull back the curtain a little bit and talk about the journey of that and kind of misnomers that it's not always rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. And I think also, especially because my, for my business story, it is pretty extreme and it was really dramatic. Like I was literally, um, we had, we were like without a home at one point we had like cars being repossessed. We were evicted. Like we were trying so hard to make ends meet and make things work. And I always tell the story of how I was standing in target with a baby on me and my toddlers like in the car and like standing there trying to decide if I needed to get tampons or toothpaste because I couldn't afford both and just like crying of like literally like what part of my body is going to suffer because I don't have like six dollars I only have three like things like that it was so bad for years and years and years and then I got super determined and just decided like there is my only options are to make it or make it and I'm going to make it like that's yeah. it and um like I had mentioned today when we were talking earlier here at the event about really studying virality and really study, studying like what makes things take off and just deciding like that is going to happen to me. And so because something did go viral and it went like, well, we talked about the scale of virality and how people throw that word around, but it was sure. like mega virality. I think people definitely perceived it as overnight success. And it was like, for me, it was, gosh, five years blogging for free, not knowing my worth, not feeling brave enough to charge for anything. I just shared and gave things away on the internet for free for so long. And then to pivot with that audience to paid was incredibly scary. It angered people. Like there's a lot of real stuff behind the scenes that just doesn't People don't talk about it. So right. going through all of that and then then intentionally studying virality and really, like, it was years and then months and months and months before it hit. And when it hit, it really hit, and that is rare, but it's still not an overnight success. And right. then even then, there's periods of my business where, I, where I'll be like, oh, my God, is this going to be okay? Like, am I going to lose everything? There's been several big times in my business, and some of them recent, where I'm just like, is this what I want anymore? Is this going to be okay? So yeah, it's a mess behind the scenes for everybody. And if it doesn't seem like it, they're just not sure how to be honest about that. Right, right, exactly. That's the reality of it is that there are ups, downs, pivots, hard decisions. Mm -hmm. And two, with having the bigger audience, now you have more people coming at you. People are so quick to judge one another, mm -hmm. especially a stranger on the internet. So how do you stay detached from that because it's hard when mm -hmm. somebody comes at you and is questioning now, all right, why aren't you selling your courses anymore? Why are you just doing this? Like it really is hard to stay detached. How do you stay detached? This is something that's really come for me recently. Um, the big change for me was my, I have a big heart. I care about women. I care about people and I want people to feel safe with me. I want them to feel lighter with me. So when there is someone saying that they feel, um, like, oh my gosh, like that's not fair, or they feel mistreated or they feel like even by my brand, they feel, um, duped or tricked or disappointed. Like it used to wreck me. Yeah. I would stop eating. I would be, which for me is like, wow, you're really not doing okay. <laughs> like, I would like get super upset and like fall into this depressive episode and not be able to create content anymore. It would, it would take me out of my power because I let it and it would take me out of my purpose and I would shut down. And now what I have realized is this is their perception. So am I 
mistreating people. Really, am I? No. I'm not. That's not my intention. That's not what I'm doing. So, okay, we have that. Am I duping people? Am I tricking people? Am I trying to be malicious? Am I scheming and strategizing? Like, people go really far. And I don't really see much. Like, I don't really pay attention. But some little things will make their way to me, and I'll find out about it. I'm just like, wow, that's you're literally going to sit there and assume because it's not the way that you would do it, that I am, you know, doing X, Y, Z. So I think, I guess the short, short summary of that is it's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not that person. And that's what really matters. It would be scary if I was, and then they found out, then it's like, oh shit, now we have to like strategy, like brand crisis, but it's not. So I know who I am and I know what I'm here to do and I know that everybody has their own opinion of how this should go and they're all so different. So no matter what I do, somewhere along the way, someone's going to be really upset or think badly of me and maybe even take to the internet, take to those, you know, um, anonymous forums where, you know, brave people go. They're definitely not cowardly and just talk bad about people behind a wall. Right. When I'm out here with my face facing the camera, my voice, my brand, my family, my story, everything out for the world to see. So I just truly have stopped caring what those kinds of people think. I care about what the people in my life think, um, and I know who I am. So you've got to know what your intentions are, and that's all you can state. You can own it. That's all you can state. Right. And that's where you get your power back because Mm -hmm. this is your life. You're not going to be for everyone. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's the superpower. And when I think you let go of that, of trying to people please, trying Mm -hmm. to make everyone happy, it really expands your horizons so much. Mm -hmm. And you grow so much because you're not trying to be for everyone. You are going to be for the people that you're meant to be for. It's just less, yes. And it's less internal noise. And when there's a lot of internal noise, you can't hear the intentional thoughts. You can't hear the good ideas. You can't hear your inner voice. You can't feel your gut. You're just worried and overthinking and stuck in the cycle of trying to make everyone happy. We had talked about this earlier today, but a really good example of this that came up when we were speaking earlier is Taylor Swift and Mm -hmm. how she super intentionally shifted time after time and disappointed I mean at her level hundreds of thousands maybe millions of people each shift and she just did it anyway because she had gotten to a point where she was so done before her like reputation era people pleasing and that is my story as well like being so vanilla being so safe playing it small keeping myself small and I had a lot of people that really liked me, but they only liked the version of them of myself that I was projecting out, and right. it wasn't really me. Right. So now I'm happier. I'm more creative. I love myself, and a lot of them hate me. Yeah. But before, they all loved me, and I hated myself. Yeah. And that's hard to do, to dig in and really do the inner work of what do I want? Mm-hmm. Because it's such a noisy world. I think we get caught up in what everybody else expects us to be that we put these unrealistic expectations on ourselves, that we have the perfect family, the perfect kids, or the perfect parent, and Mm -hmm. then it it all comes crumbling down because it's not sustainable. And if we're not living our life for us, what's the point? Mm -hmm. What are we doing day after day? And I think that's what people, especially like, I mean, anybody, but especially if you're a woman and a business owner listening to this, it's like that is the biggest piece of advice I would say is the crumblings are 
for your rebuild. I had the biggest crumbling of my life beginning in uh, 2020, late 2021, early 2022, all the way until like really recently. And it just didn't stop. It kept going. Like when I thought I couldn't get any worse, it did. And everything that went away was things that I thought were good and meant for me and they were not. And I was holding on to them to feel safe, to feel, to make myself feel something that I was afraid of. What would happen if I didn't have this person in my life? What would happen if people knew that, oh my gosh, like she's divorced. Oh my God. And like Brian and I were holding on to this image, staying married because of our religion we came from growing up and what people would perceive about us and the brand and literally living my life for that. And I got to a point where I was just like, screw this. It, and it's, it, I burned it down. But then it just kept burning for a really long time, and I was scared. So like, it just kept going. But literally, it was all for the rebuild. Yeah. yeah. And haven't you felt so much power during that rebuild? It's like every time mm-hmm. you fail, you gain so much more power, so much more clarity of designing a life on your terms, a life you love waking up to every single day. Mm-hmm. And when you're going through the shit, it is hard. It is hard, and none of it makes sense. But looking back, doesn't it all make sense now? Like, mm-hmm. okay, if I wouldn't have had this first business, I wouldn't have found my true purpose in life. Yes, if I hadn't done this. And that's why, like, I'm always trying to tell women, like, stop trying to hide your mistakes or pretend they didn't happen or wrap it up in a pretty ribbon and pretend it's something that it's not. Your mistakes are your power. They're yours. You own them. You show them if you want to. If you, you get to choose what you share, but if you want to like show them, own them, speak about it and then move on because the world will not let you move on. They will try to bring you back and bring up the same old stuff over and over again, but you, you own it, you speak to it and then you move on because you are not your mistakes. You are not even your wins. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And we forget that. We forget that so often. Like stop identifying with the results that come right. from what you do. That's not who you are. You're not your thoughts. You're not your words. You're not your mistakes. You're not your wins. You're not your business. You're not your launch. You're not your results. You're a soul. And all of this is just off branches of that. So you have to know what that is and who she is and who she feels like and be connected to that. And then every step you take is to get closer and more connected to her. And that's what makes you successful in business. The steps I'm making right now, I've wanted to do for years, but was afraid of what people would think. I was afraid they'd be upset because I'm throwing the old model out the window. And they are upset, and I just don't care. That's amazing. That's absolutely (laughs) amazing. And you can't be. You can't care because it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And you're going to waste so much of your energy. And your time and your energy are your two most most valuable assets. Mm -hmm. Why are we not protecting those? We're constantly giving them away. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit and talk about you built this business while you had little kids at home. Yeah. So the mom that's listening, that's just exhausted. She's like, I'm ready to throw my business like to the ground, burn it all down because I'm just exhausted. What advice can you give her looking back, being alongside her on the journey? Like how can she navigate this? Um, What's coming up right now is a huge perspective shift that your business is not in the way of your family and your family is not in the way of your business. It's in harmony. They're together because they're both a part of you. 
um, I always teach my the mothers in my community that like you're not a mom. You are a, a woman, a goddess, a soul. You're on fire. You're living, breathing. Like you have so many things about you. That is a, a, a thing that you step into. That's a piece of the whole picture. And same with your business. So I think I think like most of our problems are can boil down to the internal mistake we make of identifying with things that we're not supposed to identify with. Yeah. Identifying with a role of whether it's mom or entrepreneur or whatever, but, and also identifying with our thoughts. When you do those two things, you really get yourself stuck. So I like to shift into being the observer. I observe my thoughts and I notice them and I'm like, okay, what's this about? Like, let's either just let it go and it's not that deep or dive into it and like what is this trying to tell me and also with my roles I do not dive all the way into motherhood and that sounds so countercultural, but I then I'm going to lose myself then that's all I am and I have to focus on myself so that I can be a better mom I can be a better business owner I can be a better friend you can't be all in something so it's not about balance. That doesn't exist. It's about harmony and everything working at the same time together and sometimes leaning more into one than the other. Exactly. And there's going to be seasons. There's going to be seasons of life where you have to devote more energy to your business. There's mm-hmm. going to be seasons of your life when your family is going to be priority. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think just being aware of that is key. Mm-hmm. Is key. And like you said, just getting curious. Mm-hmm. Like asking yourself with these thoughts that pop up, is this reality? Mm-hmm. Is this is thought it true? true? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that right there. That's it. Yeah. That's all you need to do right. all day. Is this true? And right. you, it's always, well, no. Right. Or I'll go like, but it could be. Right. Okay, but it's not. Right. We tell ourselves stories and then we go down this spiral mm-hmm. and we get so in our head that we don't even start. We stay small. I always try to like just be really open and really real. And I just, I want to do that for these women now. Like I, so right now I'm in a business focused season. I have literally, I normally work like maybe three hours a day on my business and just to maintain, but we've been in a huge launch. I have been working, literally waking up. I have not been going to the gym. I've been not doing my morning routine at all. I've been going straight into work because I'm on fire for it and I want to jump in and start. And I also have had a lot to do. And so I would start working at like 7 a.m. and not stop until like 8 p.m. And literally, like, kids, like, I'm in here. Like, I feel like we just need to normalize doing that, right. saying that, being real that, like, this is the amount of hours I'm working right now. It's been like this for, like, a week and a half, maybe two weeks. And now it's kind of winding down. Right. But it's still amped up from usual. And that is, like, not sustainable. Right. But right now I'm in this power, this power push time. Right. And then it will be over. And then I'll go back to normal. And then I'll be able to find my harmony. But it is okay to do that. When I was starting the business, I had a baby that just, like, didn't really vibe with sleep. And he was nursing. The worst. Like, what's, dude, get it together. He was nursing. And then I had three toddlers. And so I had to just decide, like, okay, I'm going to have to do this with them all around me because I don't have any help. I can't afford any paid help. And Brian was gone, like, doing his thing all day working. And so I just got, I sat on the floor with my laptop and let them crawl around me, had like little cups of Cheerios and toys and like Dora the Explorer on. And we just hung out there most of the day for a lot of days while I built this. Yeah. And they were, the older ones remember that. Right. And they remember it fondly. Like Mm -hmm. we're making the guilt. Right. The kids do not feel that way. Well, and I think too, just being up front and communicating with them. You know, I tell my kids like, hey, there's going to be times I'm going into a launch I'm going to need to work a lot more Mm -hmm. this week than I typically do. 
Okay. You yes, know now like, that they're older. Yes. Right. We're a team. I'm going to need you to help me. Asking for help is a strength. We need to stop the mommy martyrdom syndrome. We mm-hmm. don't have to do it all ourselves. Even our kids are capable of helping. We just have Absolutely. to empower them with the ability to do so. You're not, your business is not a burden on your kids. Right. Right. It's, it's like, I feel like that just needs to sink in for so many people. And it just, it's, it's not only not a burden, it is empowering for them to see, like my daughter is starting an online art business because of what I've done. And she remembers those days so fondly. Like, remember when we all just used to sit on the floor? She doesn't even remember that she's the oldest. So she's the one that would remember like me being really stressed out, trying to figure out coding because there was no Squarespace yet. And like trying to build a website by myself. Like, but she, she just remembers me sitting on the floor with her. Right. And letting her climb all over me. And, and letting her, like, you know, play with the vacuum so that I wasn't sitting in Cheerio crumbs while we were sat on the floor together. Like, just little things like that. Um, they remember everything fondly because of my energy. Exactly. They're, we make up the guilt. The kids just do not feel that way. Right. Right. And when we embrace that, when mm-hmm. we change that narrative, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. We're creating memories with them. We're spending time with them. And again, we cannot buy back this period of time with our kids and just having the freedom and flexibility. Or that time with your business. Right. Those were the best months of my life. Like I was so on fire for what I was doing. Right. I love it. Mm -hmm. Allie, this was such an amazing conversation. Where can we get into your world and learn all about you? Yeah, um, I show up on Instagram. Like, that's where I spend my social media time. So, Allie underscore that's me. I'm sure you can link it. Absolutely. Um, And then I would say go there. And the website is really, like, choose your own adventure. AllieCasaza.com. And there's so much that I do. Like, I have it that way so that you can tell me what you need from me and I can support you there. I love it. So, make sure to check that out. And until next time, mamas, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.